ever stopped to think that the best and worst place to live is in your mind? Think about it. We can create our own destiny or our own downfall. It all has to do with the way that we choose to think and see things. Welcome to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit, with your host, Dr. Paula Joyce. Dr. Paula is here with her guest experts to show you just how to change that negative way of thinking and see your world in a positive light. Now, here is Dr. Paula. Welcome to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, and I'm grateful to be here with and for you today. You are all part of a global community with fellow listeners in literally every corner of the world. Thank you for being here with and for me and for continuing to spread the word to your friends, relatives, and colleagues. A special note of gratitude goes this week to our listeners around the world in the countries of Japan, France, and Canada, and in the states of California, Arkansas, and Montana. Welcome and thank you all for your continuing support because you keep tuning in and listening. Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit is a top-ranked show here on the Voice America Talk Radio Network, the oldest and most widely listened to online talk radio network. Thank you for listening and making this show success possible. I love hearing from you, so please keep sending me your questions and comments. This week I'm introducing a new weekly feature. At the end of each show, I'll share with you the name of an archangel and what their main purpose is. All of the archangels are available to help us grow and learn with more ease. Since we have free will, it's important for us to call upon them and give them permission to help us. When we know their names and functions, we will know who to call upon for specific assistance. If we want to, we can even develop a personal relationship with them. They already know us and are helping us, but because we have free will, they are limited as to how much they can help. When we give them permission to assist us, their influence in our lives becomes even stronger. And because we We can learn our lessons in positive or negative ways. I always speak out loud or in a whisper and say, I give you permission in a positive way only to. And then I finish the sentence by asking for what I want. This is a powerful form of prayer. Start learning the names of the archangels and what they can do for you at the end of this show. Now for your tip for the week from my ebook, 33 Tips for Self-Empowerment. I wrote this book because when you are self-empowered, you are connected to your limitless higher self, your soul. As you learn to hear the still small voice within over the loud voices of others, you will begin to feel at peace because your limitless higher self has direct access to the divine. It is through this connection that miracles occur like unexpected healing, healthy relationships, peace, love, and wealth. So please use these tips. My tip for this week is in honor of our topic today. 
Do I want this? This is a good question to ask when you are allowing yourself to experience life at a deeper level. It will help you discover what your true desires are. This is a question about things, people, experiences, thoughts, and even feelings. As our guest today knows, we can often get stuck in old beliefs or feelings that prevent us from seeing what is best for us now. Old patterns keep us from experiencing more joy and ease. And as I will discuss in my silver lining story, we can't always have all the things that we want. Some things are mutually exclusive. In those instances, the healthy response is to look carefully at what our highest priorities are and to remove the underlying blockages that are preventing us from pursuing what's in our best interest. Sometimes this means letting go of old outmoded dreams or desires. Like updating our clothing, it's important to update our thoughts. And like clearing our closets of old clothing, we have to remove the old thoughts in order to make room for the new ones. To do this, we usually have to let go of hidden fears. That's why my next workshop is entitled Learning to Think and Live Without Fear. Yes, you heard me right, learning to think and live without fear. We can do this because where there is love, there can be no fear. Some people like to make a distinction between rational and irrational fear. The truth is that when you know deep inside yourself that you are loved by the spiritual realm, you know that every experience in your life is based in love. We are here on this earth to grow in love, wisdom, and knowledge. As you learn to see everything through the eyes of love, you automatically let go of fear. That's the experience of the fourth dimension. Third dimension earth is based in learning through fear. We are in the process of shifting into a new awareness, the awareness that you are loved all is loved, and that we can learn our lessons through love rather than fear. Each of us is in charge of making our own life happier and more positive. I spend the first three minutes of every morning saying these words over and over in my head. You are loved. All is loved. And I say them to you at the end of every show. The more you hear, you are loved all is loved, the more it will feel normal to you and become your new reality. In my hands-on workshop, you will take charge of your thoughts, replace fear, stress, and worry with love, joy, and peace, and master techniques to use on your own. You will become part of the shift into the fourth dimension of love. We will be at the Dallas Meditation Center October 21st. And if you don't live in Dallas, contact me to present this workshop or another one in your area, like 21 Steps for Healing Your Body, Overcoming Abuse, or Creativity as Self-Expression. 
choosing to be positive, choosing to think, see, feel, and act in new and healthier ways is the heart of Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. We all have choices, but we can't make the best choices for ourselves if we don't know what the options are. This show provides you with new information on health and healing with an emphasis on spirituality and the connection between our thoughts, emotions, and physical and mental health. We can all choose happiness, gratitude, abundance, love, peace, and positivity as we allow ourselves to know the truth of our own experiences and feel the pain of our past or present life and let it go. We open ourselves up to the joy of being fully alive in every moment. We change the energy in our body and literally become younger and healthier, feel lighter and have more energy. We truly know and feel the joy, beauty, and love in our lives. My show helps you do that by providing you with new information, perspectives, and techniques, inspirational stories, and guests who are thought leaders in their field, like our guest today, Shira Taylor Gura, to talk about, who will be with us to talk about getting unstuck. Last week's show with Barbara Jaffe on learning to be good enough was quite special. As one listener wrote, your show was absolutely wonderful. I enjoyed it immensely. Your insightful questions elicited enlightening answers on a difficult topic. I'm grateful to you and Dr. Jaffe for helping bring this important information to light. I have posted it on all of my social media sites and we'll do so again and again. I'm grateful to this listener who is helping to share valuable information with her network. All of us have places within ourselves where we don't feel good enough. We question our self-worth, our choices, and actions. If we're lucky, we realize that we don't have to live this way. No matter what happened to create our self-criticism, we have the power to change it. Each of us has our own difficult story. And the beautiful thing is that we can create a new story, a story that is self-empowering and healing. Barbara overcame emotional abuse and anorexia to lead a fulfilling life as a mother, wife, and career woman. She shared techniques that will help others overcome their challenges. Barbara talks about being a replacement child because she was conceived to replace a brother who had died. Many of us are named after someone living or dead whose life has special meaning for our parents. By carrying that name, we are meant to meet certain expectations, spoken or unspoken. Can we ever measure up to those expectations? We can choose to take back our life, create our own expectations, love ourselves, and become the shining light that we are meant to be. Love from the spiritual realm and from our own soul is 
always available to us. Learning to love ourselves is the key to being good enough. To listen to this show, I encourage you to click on the episode link on this page. For previous shows on Becoming Good Enough, please listen to our June 2nd, 2016 show on Ho'opono Opono, November 3rd, 2016 on Changing Your Thoughts, and March 23rd this year on Loving Yourself. You can hear these shows or any others that you may have missed or want to listen to again. That's the beauty of having the shows on demand. You have easy access anytime, day or night, allowing you to listen when it fits your schedule or needs. Some people listen when relaxing, sharing time with a loved one, exercising, commuting in the middle of the night, or when needing some hope and inspiration. Whenever it is, I'm here for you. Now it's time for my silver lining story. When our desires involve other people, we can't always get what we really want. All of the people involved have to agree on the same goal. When that is not possible, we have some hard choices to make. Sometimes we have to choose the exact opposite of what we want, often letting go of impossible goals that we created as a child. In the process, we develop strength, self-empowerment, and self-love. Growing up in an abusive home usually leads to becoming abusive or abused. The abuser steals energy from the person they're abusing, leaving the abused feeling fearful with low self-esteem and drained of inner strength. The abused person usually adopts the belief that they should be kind, compassionate, and loving to everyone regardless of how others treat them. They assume that eventually the love will be returned to them, but it never is. When I have a client stuck in this situation, they believe that everyone is more important than they are. Putting themselves first would be selfish and wrong. They continue to suffer until they are able to see life from a new perspective. We remove the blocks that prevent their healthy choices by peeling away one layer at a time until the pain and then the anger come flying to the surface. Their outrage at the injustice that has been done to them often fuels their ability to make new choices. And bit by bit, they find their way to self-love, forgiveness, and peace. That means choosing kindness to themselves over kindness to an abusive sibling, parent, child, and or spouse. This goes against their life pattern, the very definition of who they think they are. Having walked this path myself, I am able to guide my clients down it safely. We don't jump off the deep end without knowing how to swim. Remember the tortoise won the race. Slow and easy does it every time. The beauty is that you can always make a new choice. If something doesn't feel right, you can do something else. One client said to me recently, I don't think I should have done that. I think I woke up the sleeping bear. I had to remind her that he hadn't been sleeping at all for these past 40 years. His current threats were more of his usual behavior, just louder. He was doing his best to get her to go back to her old patterns, but she was too far down the path of self-empowerment to let him destroy her progress. She is accepting more 
each day that she cannot have, have his cooperation and love because no matter how much she wants it, unless her brother chooses it to, it isn't going to happen. He always finds a new and unexpected to way to create chaos and hurt. Instead of collecting more pain, she is now choosing to act in ways that are loving and respectful of herself. Our guest today understands how to help people get unstuck. Shira Taylor Gura is the author of Getting Unstuck, Five Simple Steps to Emotional Well-Being. Her book is an Amazon number one bestseller and a 2017 winner of the International Book Award in Self-Help. As a well-being coach, she facilitates workshops, retreats, retreats and individual coaching sessions to teach people how to get unstuck in their lives and relationships. She is the host of the weekly podcast, Getting Unstuck, and is a regular contributor to the Huffington Post. She lives with her husband and four children on a kibbutz in Israel. You're listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor. If you want to get uplifting messages between shows, please click on the link to like us on Facebook. In addition to posting all our shows, I post special uplifting messages to you, and I repost videos that will make you laugh, feel good about all the kindness in the world, fill your heart with the beauty of nature and animals, the delight of dance of music, and the joy of being alive. With all the violence, hurtful words, anger, and fear that's being spread, we must find a way to keep ourselves positive. Only like and follow the people who add positivity to the world. The answer to hate is love, as Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. said. Hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. As one Facebook friend just wrote me, we need laughter and smiles. Now, this made me laugh. Thank you. While listening to the commercials, use the link on this page to like us on Facebook, then friend Paula Joyce, and I'll help you be part of the solution. Then click on the link to read about and register for learning to think and live without fear or to schedule one in your area. Go to calendar of events for your question for today. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with Shira Taylor, Guru, to talk about getting unstuck. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Be the best that you can be. Dr. Paula invites you to meet with her for a -a one-of-a-kind breakthrough coaching session. Dissolve hidden barriers to your goals, solve your most challenging problems, and unleash your inner power. Visit PaulaJoyce.com or call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, at 214-208-3533 to find out more and to schedule your free consultation. Whether it's individual or group, business or personal, attain success with ease. Mention that you heard this on Uplift Your Life and receive 10% off your first service. Call 214-208-3533 or visit PaulaJoyce.com today. Time for a fresh perspective from leadership development to team building and re-imaging your mission. 
Dr. Paula has game-changing speeches and presentations crafted just for you. She has helped leading experts solve their key challenges and can help you too while reducing stress and increasing your profitability. With Dr. Paula, you will find common ground in innovative solutions. Start now with a free consultation. Call Dr. Paula, the life doctor, today at 214-208-3533 or visit paulajoyce.com. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit with Dr. Paula Joyce. To reach the show today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to drpaulajoyce at gmail.com. Now, back to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. If you're just tuning in, I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, and you're listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I always appreciate hearing from you, my listeners, and as a top-ranked show, when you choose to advertise with me, you reach millions of people. If this interests you, or if you want to help sponsor the show or become part of the conversation today, please call 888-346-9141 or email drpaulajoyce at gmail.com. I value you and what you have to say, so please let me know what's on your mind and heart. And I hope you wrote down where you feel stuck in your own life. And I'm so pleased to welcome Shira Taylor-Guru to talk about getting unstuck. Welcome, Shira. It's a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, you're welcome. So I was wondering if you would uh, begin by telling us a little bit about how this process came to you, how it evolved, and, um, and, and how you came to write a book about it. Sure. So I started this, this, this whole thing basically started about four years ago, where I decided to start writing on a weekly basis, something in my life where I just was feeling stuck about it. And I was writing it more like a personal journal. It was really for myself. I had no intention of my stories going anywhere, but I did it. I opened a blog. It was called Stuck in the Muck 365. And I shared the blog with my closest relatives, but I wasn't advertising at all these stories to the world because there really was no purpose in doing that. And somehow, over time, my blog grew an audience and people started subscribing to the blog and writing to me and emailing to me and telling me how much my blog was basically helping them in their lives. And about two to three years into the writing... I created a method that I could use to help me get unstuck. Whereas before, when I just started, I was just writing personal stories about something that happened in my family or with my husband or with my kids. And I was just trying to get myself to change perspective, to get myself unstuck. Sometimes I was able to, sometimes I wasn't. 
And then I decided to, to, to create a tool, to create something that I could use and depend upon to help me every single time that I got stuck. And so I called that the STUCK method. It's an acronym, S-T-U-C-K. And the blog continued to grow an audience, and subscribers started writing to me and saying, you know, you really should put this out there to the world. You really should turn this into a book. And my response, of course, was, a book? I'm not, I'm not an author. How could I turn this into a book? And I pitched it to a publisher. The publisher read through every single one of my blogs, got back to me and said, you have something here. You must turn this into a book. And that's basically, that's basically the story of how this happened. Wow, and that's how life evolves, isn't it? <laughs> One step at a time. We can't always see where things are going, um, and and yet when something is meant to be, it it does come into existence. So wonderful. Um, so tell us about the stuck method. What um, what does the acronym stand for, and how could um, our listeners uh, use it to help? get themselves unstuck from emotionally challenging situations? So first we need to understand what it means to get stuck. So getting stuck basically means having a story in your mind, which is part based on emotions and it's part based on thoughts. And that story that's in your mind is basically clouding reality and when you're in a stuck situation, you're not necessarily seeing that reality is clouded. You actually see that your story is 100% right because it's your story and it's your perspective. And yet, being in that stuck situation, uh, you, you're stuck, and you, but you might not see it in the moment. So the first thing to know is, what does that mean to get stuck? And of course, you can get stuck on lots of different emotions like fear and, and anger and, and depression and, and so unlimited amount of emotions. So that's the first thing to understand. And even before you can try to get unstuck, there's a few things that needs to happen. One of them is you need to be aware that you are stuck in the first place because oftentimes when we get stuck, what we do is we actually point the finger at somebody else and say, well, they're the ones who are stuck, not me. And if you're pointing the finger all of the time at someone else who's causing, who you believe is causing your stuck situation, and you never take responsibility for your own reactions to that situation, then you're never going to get unstuck. So that's an important prerequisite before you even try to get unstuck. And you also have to have the desire to get unstuck because sometimes when we're in a stuck situation, let's say you're stuck on anger with somebody, sometimes you don't even want to get unstuck because staying angry serves you in that moment. So in order to get unstuck, you need to have a desire to actually get unstuck and let go of the story. You also need to have a belief that you actually can get unstuck because oftentimes we get into a stuck situation and we just we're, we think we're doomed and we think this is it and there's no way out. So you have to believe that you can get unstuck before you even try to. 
And the last prerequisite to get unstuck is you need a tool. You need a, you need a way. You need something to help guide you and support you out of that stuck situation. So if you have all of those, then you can go to the method, S-T-U-C-K. So I'll, I'll go through it very briefly. I, I do workshops on this, and it can take me two hours to really do a, a nice, you know, complete um, excl- explanation on the, on the process. But I'll, I'll take you through it kind of briefly, and I'll, and I'll implement it. I'll use a story, basically, to help you understand how the, um, how the method can be implemented. So this is just a really easy um, but kind of benign story that happened last year. Um, I went to my car, and I found a note stuck to the windshield wiper that was handwritten and anonymous. And the person who wrote the note basically said that I parked in two spots and I should be more considerate next time. And I had parked my car on a dirt road where the, it was not paved. It wasn't, a, it wasn't a parking spot. And I got really stuck. I got really pissed off and angry <laughs> that someone, because I live in a really small neighborhood. There's, um, there are fewer than 50 families in my community. Mm-hmm. And I, I just got really pissed because, you know, who would do such a thing? Like, you know, and I, pro- and I, I think I know who it was anyway. And I just, and I had all these thoughts about why that person did that and they should have come to me. And so I had a story in my mind. And in that moment, I was stuck on anger. Okay, so what did I do? I knew I wanted to, I knew I was stuck. I caught myself because I've been doing this for so long already. And I can recognize when I get stuck. So I knew I was stuck. I knew I wanted to get unstuck. And the first thing I did was S stop. So stopping doesn't necessarily mean stop thinking about the story because, of course, we can't stop our thoughts. But what the S represents in this method is basically to redirect your attention to something that's in the present moment. So one easy and very reliable way to take a stop is to bring your attention to your breath. So in that moment, I closed my eyes and I took a few breaths. I brought all of my attention just to noticing the fact that I was breathing. And then I was able to go on to the next step. So this is all of the, all of the steps are uh, mandatory really to get unstuck um, but you really can't get unstuck unless you take that stop because otherwise you're you're kind of like a, a rat on a on a wheel. You're just going and going and going and going with your story, and unless you take that stop, you're just gonna the mind is just gonna continue with the story, and you're just gonna reinforce your beliefs, and you're never gonna get unstuck unless you take that stop. So that's the first step. The next step is T, and that represents tell. And this is basically where we are acknowledging and allowing ourselves to feel what we're feeling. Oftentimes when we are feeling an emotion, let's say fear is a big one or anger is a big one, oftentimes we we tend to resist the emotion. We try to push it away. We try to maybe push it under the rug so we, we don't feel it. And yet when we do any of those things with the emotions, we never, uh, the emotion is still going to exist. 
In fact, it does the opposite. When you try to resist the emotion, you're just going to stay even more stuck in that emotion. But when you allow yourself to feel it, you begin to realize that that the emotion, that what you're feeling and the thoughts around it might be actually a lot bigger than just just feeling the emotion. In other words, feeling the emotion is, is, is almost harmless. It's like, okay, so I'm feeling anger. Where do I, what does that feel like? What does it feel like? Oh, okay, I, I feel it right now in my fists. I'm, I'm, I'm making fists. So let me see if I can just feel it. Where in my body do I feel that emotion? And I recommend to people to say their emotion in this way. I'm stuck on let's say, the noun, which is, let's say, anger, as opposed to saying, I'm angry. Because when you say, I'm angry, you're basically identifying with the emotion. In other words, I'm Shira, I'm angry. Like, Shira and angry are the same, one and the same. But of course, I'm not. Just in that moment, I happen to be stuck on anger. And when you say it that way, you're almost guiding your mind, you're reminding your mind that this is temporary, it's happening right now, and I can get unstuck from it just like I got stuck on it. And then the next step is you, and that's uncover. And this is where we dig, basically, and try to find what are all the beliefs around the story. So remember, when you get stuck on a story, you have the emotion, and you also have the thought. So this is the step where we're looking what thoughts are in my mind? What am I thinking? Why am I angry? And when you ask yourself, why are you feeling the emotion that you're feeling? You'll come up with a list of thoughts. For instance, I believe my neighbor should not be writing a note on my car. And then I would ask myself for each belief that I state or that I write down, is that 100% true? Is that 100% accurate. And to that question, I would say, well, maybe it's not 100%, I guess. I mean, if my neighbor wants to leave me notes on my window, you know, I guess it's, you know, I guess it's okay. I can't say she shouldn't be doing it. I guess she could be doing that. Or um, I believe my neighbor should be coming to me and not leaving notes on my door, on my, on my uh, windshield. To which I would say, is that 100% correct? Maybe, maybe not. Maybe she doesn't feel comfortable. Maybe she doesn't have the social skills to be able to approach me. And so basically you, you dig as, much, as many as you can, as many beliefs that you're thinking, and you recognize that there's going to be at least one belief that is not 100% accurate. Because the truth of the matter is most of the beliefs that are in our minds, that come to our minds, they're not 100% true. Most of the thoughts that come to our minds are limiting, and yet we live our lives as if they are all truths. But the moment that you can recognize that at least one, all you need is one, that one of your beliefs is not 100% true, then that really opens up a window of opportunity for you to take on a new perspective. And that's where we get to the next step, which is C for consider. And this is where you're basically going to stretch your mind. 
and broaden it as much as you can to come up with as many different possible considerations for this story as possible. You don't need to marry them. You don't need to take them all on. But you do need to recognize that your story is really limited and there is a possibility to broaden it. For instance, I can consider that my neighbor was um, was in a really bad mood. And what she did, she wrote the note, and it had nothing to do with me. Like, okay, yeah, I can consider that. I can consider, like I mentioned before, that she doesn't have the ability to approach people. She doesn't know how to come to people. She doesn't, and this is her way of communication. Okay, I can consider that. Um, I can consider that maybe she was right. Maybe I did park in two spots. I didn't, but I can consider. Maybe I did. And maybe I can be more conscientious next time when I park where I parked. Maybe I can just align myself better with the, the telephone pole or whatever she thought I was, you know, parking incorrectly. So I can come up with like a long list of possible considerations, and I need to take at least one on because this is the moment that you're going to get unstuck. And for me, what I took on was she was in a bad mood. She was probably angry, and this has nothing to do with me. So that I was able in that moment to basically get in the car and move on with my day and not have that story and have not, that, that situation in my mind linger and fester and, and, and turn my day into a bad day. The last step is K. And that's and and I'm going to ask you to hold Kay for after the break. Sure. Um, so this is fabulous. Uh, I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, and you're listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. While you're listening to the commercials, click on the link to sign up for my newsletter. You'll receive the information on all our shows and the chapter on my ultimate creative problem-solving process for my best-selling book, which will help you release hidden fears and blockages to hearing your soul, your true self, your inner wisdom, healing at deep levels, and getting what you truly want in life. This process came to me in that space that Robert Moss talked about between sleeping and waking. It was a gift from the spiritual realm that helps my clients align their conscious and unconscious mind and move forward with ease and speed. They change from the inside out, creating lasting change and self-empowerment. And now on your paper, write down if you're willing to commit to using the stuck method and getting unstuck. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with Shira Taylor Guru to talk more about the getting unstuck. And I'm looking forward to hearing about the K. We'll be right back. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Be the best that you can be. Dr. Paula invites you to meet with her for a -a one-of-a-kind breakthrough coaching session. Dissolve hidden barriers to your goals. Solve your most challenging problems. 
and unleash your inner power. Visit PaulaJoyce.com or call Dr. Paula, the life doctor, at 214-208-3533 to find out more and to schedule your free consultation. Whether it's individual or group, business or personal, attain success with ease. Mention that you heard this on Uplift Your Life and receive 10% off your first service. Call 214-208-3533 or visit PaulaJoyce.com today. Time for a fresh perspective from leadership development to team building and re-imaging your mission. Dr. Paula has game-changing speeches and presentations crafted just for you. She has helped leading experts solve their key challenges and can help you too while reducing stress and increasing your profitability. With Dr. Paula, you will find common ground in innovative solutions. Start now with a free consultation. Call Dr. Paula, the life doctor, today at 214-208-3533 or visit paulajoyce.com. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit with Dr. Paula Joyce. To reach the show today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to drpaulajoyce at gmail.com. Now, back to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. If you're just tuning in, I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor. Welcome back to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. And I hope that you wrote down that you're willing to commit to getting unstuck and using the stuck method. I'm so glad we're here with Shira Taylor, guru, to talk more about getting unstuck. And I'm looking forward to hearing about the K. (laughs) Okay. So this is the last step. So basically in the C, you already got unstuck, right? You took on a new perspective. You're ready to move on with the rest of your day. But what can oftentimes happen when we get stuck is we can feel embarrassed or guilt or shame for having gotten stuck in the first place. Because when we get stuck, of course, it's never a very pretty picture. And so the K it represents okay. You, you say to yourself, it's okay. I, I forgive myself. I have self-compassion for having gotten stuck in the first place. And that last step basically um, completes the circle and the process of getting unstuck. Beautiful. Um, what a powerful technique to open up to compassion, to empathy, to understanding that goes beyond ourselves and what we feel was done to us. Because everybody has their own uh, um, thoughts and emotions and where they get stuck. And then if we allow that to ruin our day, then um, we've lost control of our lives. Whereas this process allows us to take responsibility for our thoughts and feelings and to um, take responsibility for our choices and the quality of our life. Absolutely. Um, what I was wondering, too, is that I, I know you live in Israel, and 
um, have lived for a long time with the um, fears that have to be constant of never knowing when an attack, a terrorist attack can occur. And with four children, I know that that has to be um, disconcerting and fear-producing. All of us who have children or grandchildren know the um, fears, just the general fears that we all have. And now um, the experiences that you've had living in Israel is really a universal experience now. 9-11 brought that to our awareness and unfortunately on an ongoing basis now we are constantly hearing of attacks that uh, out of nowhere happening all around the world and uh, so how is there a way to use the stuck method to help ourselves to live without constant fear that's such a great question. So in my book, which is basically the bulk of my book is are the blogs uh, that I had written over the many years, I actually refer to that exactly what you're saying. I believe in three of the stories. So one of them was with my daughter who was going out to a show with my husband, and my husband came home in one car and she didn't show up minutes later and immediately feelings of fear and anxiety bubbled up within me because I was certain that she was in a terrorist attack. That, that was one story that you could read about. But another story that I had was with my, my son at the time. He was probably 12 um, and I was taking him to the airport to fly to the United States and this was during the, the war with Gaza, where um, rockets were being, um, were being uh, thrown down onto Israel many, many, many times uh, a day. And more like in central Israel, we live in the north, so we were more or less away from that activity. But the airport is in central Israel. And so as we were driving to the airport, he kept asking questions like, you know, can we go another way? Is there a way to go around it so we can avoid, you know, the rockets? What happens if there's a siren in the middle of the... What ha- but he's like, you know what? But I know, and because we learned about it in school, I know exactly what we need to do. We will, we'll, we'll pull over to the side of the road, and I'll tell you exactly. You don't have to worry about it. And, like, total fear-producing um, experience with my son. And, and knowing that he's growing up with this, and this is kind of normal conversation that he's having in the classroom and with his friends. And another, a third story that I had basically was with me. didn't have to do with my daughter or my son, but it was me all of a sudden feeling such intense fear of leaving my community, not knowing what may arise once I go out to the store, to the supermarket, to the mall, to everyday activities where more or less in America, you don't think about that. But in Israel, all of a sudden, I started thinking about it basically because the acts of terrorism shifted in a pretty major way where in the past there were bus bombings and um, suicide bombers. And then recently, in the last year or two, 
the, the age of the terrorists went down by a lot. They went down to like little teenagers and they were using, um, they were using knives and, and, and tools from the home to do terrorist acts. And it just freaked me out. It just really freaked me out. And I just said, you know, I'm just not going to leave my home. I'm just, I, you know, I work from home most of the time, so I'm just not going to leave. And I got really stuck on fear. And, and I noticed that, and I caught myself, and I went through the method because, again, I know it's the most reliable tool that I have to get myself unstuck from anything. And it was really hard to get to come up with a new consideration because it's like, what am I going to consider? Not be afraid. I have to be afraid. I have to protect myself. But basically what I considered and what I continue to consider each time I find myself getting afraid is that while these acts are occurring in the world, they are not the normal. It's not the norm. In other words, I can still go on with my life and I can go shopping and I can go to the supermarket and I drop, drop my kids off at their activities and the chances are, right, the chances are nothing is going to happen. My life is going to go on as normal. Those, those incidents that are occurring are so infrequent, infrequent, even though, of course, they are occurring. And so I just continue to remind myself, I'd say, Shira, just consider that nothing is going to happen, and it's probably not going to happen to you. But yeah, it's an unfortunate situation that so many of us have to um, live and deal with around the world today. Well, and, and in fact, really, all of us, and I, I believe that these terrorist attacks are also bringing up all the fears that we've all of us have always had about just stepping out across the street. I mean, there are drunk drivers. There are people who get distracted. I mean, I've been in accidents where people run a red light. Um, you never know what's going to come out out of what appears to be nowhere, even if you've looked both ways and yeah. thought you had the bases covered, so that there are things that we can't control in life, and it's the everyday fears and worries that uh, I think build, and we put them on something external in order to have something concrete to think about and to try to manage. And, and in fact, I think it's about letting go of all the fears. I, uh, the research shows that only 8% of what we worry about really happens. Mm -hmm. And that's stuff we can't do anything about for the most part anyway. And so other than destroying our peace of mind and, and joy and often our lives, the there's the fear is um, is not productive. It doesn't do anything positive other than maybe you know we look both ways. But after that, it's you know life is what it is. I, absolutely, I agree. And another consideration that I take on often when I get in fearful situations is that I can consider that my life is in God's hands. I say that often because it really helps me recognize that 
I'm going to be safe. I am safe. I still have work to do in this world, and I'm going to continue doing the work and parenting and getting out in the world that I that I'm, I know I'm meant to be doing, and that I, I'm, I'm safe in God's hands. And whatever happens, another consideration is, I can consider what happens is, is meant to happen. There's all different. There's all different ways that all different considerations you can come up with. But, um, but I totally agree with what you just said. And and we're at the um, end of this portion of the show. But I want to um, to uh, acknowledge with an exclamation point what you are saying. That that's really our safety. Is before I do things, I say a prayer for safety and protection. And then I go about my day because that's the best protection I can po- any of us could possibly have. Mm. So <laughs> um, I'm so glad that you shared your getting unstuck method with us. And I appreciate your insight so very much. And I encourage you all to go to www.thestuckmethod.com to learn more about getting unstuck and about Shira. And thank you for joining us for Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. If you enjoyed today's show, please click on the link to like us on Facebook. Then click on the link to my store to purchase the books, then learn about my services, including coaching, speaking, hands-on healing, remote healing, past life regressions, or to sponsor one of my experiential workshops, such as Overcoming Abuse, 21 Steps for Healing the Body, Finding the Silver Linings, the Ultimate Creative Problem-Solving Process. And if you mention this show, you get a 10% new client discount on my coaching, which I do in person over Skype around the phone. When you work with me, you get support, guidance, and healing from the spiritual realm. The archangels, angels, and guides of a high and positive spiritual nature work through me and directly with my clients. My process helps you remove hidden blockages and connects your mind, body, and soul, resulting in faster progress and profound healing emotionally, mentally, and physically. My private and corporate clients improve their relationships, health, and finances. Click on the link to contact me and see for yourself. And now I'm going to introduce you to one of the archangels who works with me and my clients and is available to all of us. Archangel Alea helps us clear negative thoughts. Call her name and give her permission in a positive way only to help you let go of the thoughts that torment you. Call on Archangel Alea when you wake up, when you go to sleep, and any time of day or night when you need help clearing your negative thoughts and fears. This is a process, not an event. Keep doing it and trust that it is happening because it is. Then click on the Ask Dr. Paula email link to send me your question about a difficulty in your own life, an inspirational story, or a comment about the show. I want to hear from you. Please join us next Thursday right here for Making Your Mind a friend with Jason Gregory who will be with us for the second time and on September 7th for Dating on Your Own Terms with Dr. Susan Edelman. This is Dr. Paula, your CM 
or chosen mom as designated by Bernie Siegel, remember, you are loved. All is loved. Just let that feeling wash over you and through you. Have a blessed week. Thank you for tuning in to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. Please join Dr. Paula Joyce and her guest experts next Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until then, have a positive week.